Welcome to my podcast, Big Lessons from a Small Island. I am Sophia Robinson, and I'm an author, a blogger, and a coach. I write about life lessons, my experiences, and my philosophy on life, sprinkled with fun, humor, and big love from a small island. My mission is to inspire you to embrace every part of your story and to try something new. Welcome back to my podcast, Big Lessons from a Small Island. If you haven't already done so, I would love it if you could leave a rating and a review as well as hit subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode of this first season. Today is lesson 10 and these are the things I know to be true about writing. Understanding my writing truths made it such a difference to my writing. It may be a great exercise for you if you want to get to the heart of what you know to be true about writing. They help me when I get stuck with writer's block or if I get discouraged or the negative self-talk creeps up on me. And if you are a writer at heart and you feel as if there's a book inside of you, then I have something very special on offer that you'll hear about towards the end of the episode. Lesson 10, the five things I know to be true about writing. It took longer than I expected, but I'm finally at my 10th lesson I learned over the last decade. As I mentioned in my previous posts, one of the proudest moments of the last decade was having a published book to my name. And you can read more about that on my website, www.39andcounting.com. But some of the sweetest lessons I learned came in the last few years of a decade after I started my blog and made writing a part of my everyday life even though I don't technically write every day. This practice has brought me the last lesson of the decade, lessons I've learned about writing. These are really personal to me, and it seems only fitting that I was truly able to articulate them right at the end of the decade and that they be the last in this series. Writing these out was an exercise from my coach and props to her for being amazing and it illuminates not only what I know to be true about writing for me, but is full of tips for anyone who feels a desire to start their own writing practice, whether it be journaling, blogging, writing fiction, short stories, or even writing their own life story. I would love to know what is true for you when you think about your own writing practice. Here are mine. Number one, I am not alone. While I would like to take full credit for everything I write, the truth is that the experience of writing has made me ponder the forces out there that are bigger than me and that I feel connected to through my writing. I honestly feel more like a conduit. You know, like a tap is being turned on when I sit in front of my computer and the words are pouring through it from, well, you know, wherever words come from. It almost feels like somewhere these words and ideas are already written and they're waiting for me to listen to the whispers in my heart and soul and to sit and write. While I do not doubt my knowledge or wisdom, I often feel as if the writing is coming from somewhere else entirely and that I'm simply accessing it and making it available to my readers. It feels more like a partnership than anything else, although I have no idea who my partner actually is. And sometimes it doesn't even feel like it's about me. And that can be a real comfort when I'm sitting alone at my computer. Number two, there is more where that came from. I used to worry about running out of ideas, especially in the early stages of my blog. My first blog project was 39 lessons I learned before I turned 40. And I remember getting to 27 or so and wondering how I would ever get to 39. 
In the end, I did. And since then, I've written so many more blog posts, so many more lessons. Last October, I took on the challenge to write a post every day and I was able to achieve it. I've written a whole book that I was able to later publish. I wrote a novel for fun. And since then, I've been able to write other books and other blog posts. I'm no longer worried about running out of ideas. Instead, I know that creativity begets more creativity. And as long as I stay true in my writing and listen to the nudges of direction, I will continue to have ideas and my creativity will continue to renew itself. Number three, it won't turn out the way I think. If I could give new writers, especially those writing books, one piece of advice, it would come from a fellow writer, Emily Tamayo Maher, who always says, don't fret, it's going to turn out differently anyway. The truths, which are that one, it will never turn out how I expected it to turn out, and two, it will turn out exactly how it's supposed to, took me a long time to reconcile in my mind. No matter how much I planned the chapters and the content, the story would often go off into a different direction than what I expected, and often it would take me by surprise. It took me a while to lean in and trust that the story knows where it's going, and all I have to do is listen and write. A far better strategy than trying to steer it back on track the way I want it to go. I have found this to be true in both fiction and non-fiction, and even when the stories that I'm telling are my own. It doesn't mean that they aren't true, but sometimes the lesson that I think will come out of it becomes something else entirely. And it's always a thousand times better than I could make it if I was relying on my own control and decisions about where it should go. I have learned to let go of the attachment, not only to the outcome, but to the process itself. These days when I am writing, I find it easier to ignore any quote-unquote rules. In fact... I have not actually read that many books on writing and creativity because I know how easily influenced I am. I just follow the whisperings as they come to me and let the story dictate for itself. This has also meant that sometimes I've started to write something and it hasn't been ready and I have had to put it away and return to it when it is. And sometimes it is I who isn't ready to trust the process and when I'm ready, it's there waiting for me. Number four, throw away the rules. I have found that over time as I write, I'm less concerned about rules and the rights and wrongs of it. I think it helps that when I started writing, I never worried about them much. I'm pretty sure that I'd been writing my blog for well over a year before I realized that even Google would have to hire a private detective to find it. I knew nothing about SEO and I never bothered to make any of the posts the ideal length. I simply wrote. We can discuss the pros and cons of that over a cup of tea, but Honestly, I have no regrets. I don't work well under pressure, and in fact, I realize that when I've tried to conform my writing and to make my blog posts the right length or full of keywords, I get blocked, and it is only when I'm able to release my expectations and throw away the rules that I can write freely. Number five, ignore the doubts. This probably took the longest. The truth is that the voices of doubt and the inner critic never go away. I realized while I was writing a book recently that there's a stream of critical voices running through my head. They tell me that the book is rubbish. They ask me if my concepts are too simple or complex for the reader, if my work is relevant, if I even have any good ideas, if anyone will be interested in reading it, if I should leave it to someone else, someone with more knowledge or structure to better writers. And there is another voice. 
This voice is quieter, but somehow firmer. This voice uses a few words. This voice doesn't try to engage me in reason or logic. When I was writing my latest book, it, I took a few attempts at it, and I didn't get past the first two pages. I'm not exaggerating. I had a number of ideas, and I would always start the process by doing research so that I could make the book smarter and full of facts. A couple of weeks ago, when the idea came to nudge me again, my first instinct was to go into a group that I belong to and ask some of the professionals there if I could follow a few of them so that I could get more information for the book. This time, I heard a firm no. The other voice told me that I already had everything I needed, something that I've heard often over the past few years. That voice told me that I needed to write it exactly how I wanted to write it. I understood this as no airs and graces, no need for fancy knowledge or studies. That can come later, if necessary. I needed to trust and write, and it was as simple as that. After spending months not being able to even write two pages, once I leaned into trust, I was able to write with more ease and flow. Sometimes it is hard not to listen to all the critical voices, but I also know that it's not mandatory to listen to them either, and they might not even be true. This other voice has spoken out to me before, telling me to have faith and to keep writing. And sometimes it tells me to call a friend or even visit. It almost never answers my questions, at least not with the type of answers that I want. But when I'm writing, it is so easy to hear that voice, to follow it and to believe that as long as I keep writing, things will turn out exactly as they should. These are the things I know to be true when I write. It doesn't mean that it's always easy, but they do give me hope and courage when I'm finding it difficult. Phew, I know I went a little bit deep there, but I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to join my writing club, you can check it out on my website, www.39andcounting.com and have a look at the writing club section on there. And if you're a writer at heart and you feel that there's a book inside of you, then I have a really special offer for you today. And I would love it if you consider joining my Write Your Way live course. This is for you if you believe that there's a book inside of you that you want to bring out into the world, or that if you want to increase your visibility through writing, get more readers and speak to your audience in a way that captures their attention. If you want to write a blog for your business, or a book for your business, or work on that novel or memoir so that you can share your stories, but you're worried that there's only one way to write and it isn't the way that feels good to you? If you're ready to get on top of these projects, get them out of your head and onto paper or your laptop, then I have just the thing for you. I will be running my live course, Write Your Way, starting the 20th of April. And that's going to be one month of writing, coaching, and community as you get those ideas out of your beautiful head and begin to craft the stories that you have been dreaming about. Writing can feel like a solitary experience. And as I mentioned, the factors that help me the most to write multiple books, as well as do my self-publishing on Amazon and keep blogging, are a community of other writers, coaching from an experienced author, and building a habit of writing my way. And now, I would love to provide that for you. Remember that there is no wrong way to write your story. Over the four weeks, you will get two one-on-one -on -one coaching and strategy sessions to identify your writing style and to map out a plan for your book or blog and a strategy for consistent writing. There will also be two 90-minute group coaching calls for teaching and support and a private Facebook community. 
and I will read up to 10,000 words of your manuscript or four blog posts and give good feedback up to a month after the course is finished. Once you are ready to put in the work, you could walk away with a strong writing habit, a partially or completely written manuscript, depending on how long it is and how fast you write, and some blog posts if that's what you're working on, as well as deep connections with fellow writers. I'm keeping the group intimate, and so there's space for six of you who are ready to craft your story and write your way. Check out my website, www.39andcounting.com slash live course if you want to join me, or email me at 39andcountingblog at gmail.com if you just want some more information. I have enjoyed this so much. This is actually not the last episode of the podcast this season. I'm going to have at least one more bonus episode for you, which is going to be one of my personal essays that I wrote late last year, and I cannot wait to share that with you. Until then, I send you big love from a small island.